gentlemen, it's your boy, Tommy D, coming at you from the top of my house. That's right, from the attic. I call myself the nonprofit sector connector, and that's what it's all about. It's how do we learn from and how do we connect with nonprofits? So welcome to Philanthropy and Focus. I'd like to say this, welcome to the show. This is exciting for me. This is actually my first live show for Philanthropy and Focus. So I'll tell you the truth, a little bit of butterflies, but super fired up. Many of you who know me know have, that I have this incredible interest and passion for the nonprofit sector, but some of you who may not know me, let me, let me talk to you a little bit about that. I'm passionate about the sector because nonprofits do work for our society every single day, and often that work is overlooked, underfunded, and unrecognized. So philanthropy and focus is a response to that. This program will take place every week here on talkradio.nyc from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And each week, I will take advantage of my platform to help a nonprofit organization tell their story and amplify their message. So weekly together, you and I are going to learn about these organizations. We're going to learn about the beginning, the genesis. Where did they come from? Why did they start? Why did that organization start? Their programs, the impact they have and who they serve. And then we'll talk about the connections. That's my spot, right? Nonprofit sector connected, the connections. Who do they work with well? Who do they want to serve more? And what are the connections and collaborations that are out there in the market that we can help them with? It's sort of like, I call it networking math. Two plus two is some number way higher than four. I'm not real sure what it is, but it's higher than four. I know that. Some of the stories will tell us about the challenges, maybe that they've experienced these organizations, how they how they went through their growing pains, and really the, the accomplishments and how they impact the communities that they serve. So it's going to be exciting for me because I, I get to be somebody who learns every single week. And I'm going to learn about these organizations, the great work they do, and then teach you all about it together with uh, with my guests. So originally, I met my first guest through our family foundation, the Lindy Lou Foundation, and married my cousin Linda, so we got to give the credit where it's due. And every time I connect with Katie McGowan, I get jazzed. And every time I go to the farm and visit the horses, I get super fired up. So Katie's here from Horseability. We're going to talk to Katie in, in just a moment. But during the conversation, we're going to go back to 1993 when Katie started the organization. We're going to learn about the programs that Horseability provides. And uh, we're, we're going to look for those connections. I'm going to ask Katie, Katie, because this is what I say to everybody, who can I connect you to? Who can my network connect you to? So that's what's super important. Before we even jump in, I want to do a couple things. So I had a little uh, challenge on the way up here to the attic this morning, and it was about my hair. And it was about, is it do we go bun? Do we go ponytail? And I'm not a big ponytail guy, so my hair's been in a bun and got a haircut on the sides yesterday and the whole thing. So we went back and forth, and and it's it's in a sort of quasi-bun because I haven't got that, that full uh, pandemic haircut done just yet. But I have a friend of mine, and she told me a long time ago, her name is Coco, and she kept saying to me, Tommy D., Boys don't wear buns. So shout out to Coco. Apparently men do wear buns. So there that is. One last thing we're going to do when it comes down to my appearance, because I'm big on my appearance, is the other day this was sent to my house. Love it. And it actually arrived on my birthday. So thank you, Katie. Thank you, Horse Ability. I'm going to put this on in a second. But let me read through Katie's bio. Then we'll get the show sort of started, and we're going to have fun. We're going to have a great conversation. Since 1993, Katie McGowan has dedicated her career to helping individuals with special needs and their families through therapeutic riding and hippotherapy with the creation of Horseability, which is a 501c3 charity, committed, and she's committed to the belief that horses are for everyone, regardless of ability. Katie is a graduate of Malloy, and as well as uh, LIUCW Post, and holds a BA in philosophy and an MA in elementary education and is a certified advanced therapeutic riding instructor and a mentor from the Professional Association of Therapeutic Horsemanship and as well as an accredited as well as accredited instructor from the renowned Chef Center for Handicapped for the Handicapped in Augusta, Michigan. Katie's driven by her love for both people and horses and her passion for education. She currently teaches as, as an adjunct at Malloy College here in Long Island, LIU, CW Post, and my alma mater, SUNY College at Old Westbury, where the farm is. And I, Katie, I cannot wait to get back to the farm. Let me finish this piece first and we'll talk about it. Katie spearheaded a major and minor program in the Department of Professional Studies and Therapeutic Horsemanship with a collaborative team from Horseability and SUNY Old Westbury. And this was one of her goals 
during the monumental move to the campus in 2011. She's remained an active equestrian, and her and her horse train and compete in dressage. I watched that. I, pra- I practiced that word three times to make sure I pronounce it right. Dressage shows. Katie's been recognized numerous times for the contributions she and horse ability have made to the community. And in 2008, she was given the honor of being chosen as a Fortune 52 Distinguished Women from the Long Island Press. And also in 2008, was awarded the Malloy Distinguished Alumni Achievement Award. Many, many designations here. But some of the things that I just want to point out before we keep it moving is she was recognized as a woman of distinction by Senator Marcelino's office. And in 2016, by Brava as the smart CEO for their program honoring top CEOs. But the thing that stands out the most and comes up a lot when Katie and I are talking is her participation in the Goldman Sachs 10,000 small business, which I know we're going to get into as soon as I get to that point. But that was instrumental for Katie and the organization. But I'll close with this. They say when you have something you need to get done, give it to a busy person. So I've read a lot of what Katie does already. But Katie finds a time in her schedule to coach both her daughter's teams or has coached her daughter's teams and her son's teams, both in the parish and on the CYO teams, is involved with the Civic Association in her neighborhood, Sunnington, uh, South Huntington PTA, the SEPTA, and she's incredibly proud of her two children as well as they have, now this is something we're going to have to talk about right away, three Bulldogs, Gracie, Henry, and Olivia. Now, I have four children, which some of my listeners may know, and I know Katie knows that for sure, and they are dying for a dog, and they're not getting one. So, Maybe they'll come and visit your dogs. I'll bring them to see the horses, the whole thing. Katie, I'm fired up, man. Thanks for being here. This is so exciting. How are you? Hi, Tommy. Good morning. And thank you. Thank you so much for having me on your very first uh, live show. So um, the amazing Tommy, the great, great, great connector. Um, You are an incredible person. And I am privileged and honored to be here this morning. So thank you. Thank Thank you. Thank you. Get us started while I put my new hoodie on. Get us started with the story. Take me back to 1993 and really the story that made this whole thing happen. You know, um, Malloy College that I have the privilege and honor of saying that I am, um, it is my alma mater. Um, I started there and I was um, asked to uh, take a gym class and I took a gym class because they needed to fill it, believe it or not. Um, And it was a horseback riding gym class and um, I fell in love with horses. And from that, I joined, uh, tried out for the equestrian team, and I was like a fish in water. I absolutely um, loved being around the horses and what they gave me and, and the connection that I had with the college from being part of a team. Um, that was really important for me. I became part of the community of Malloy College then. And um, from that, I connected myself with the animals and um, what I loved about being around people. And my past of um, neighbors that had, um, back then it was called MR, um, that had special needs. And I really started to put together the pieces of my life that I enjoyed and that I was passionate about. And that's the start of horses for me. Um, And one day I lent my horse to a therapist that utilized the horse as a tool for treatment. Um, called hippotherapy and she asked if I could um, be there to volunteer with my horse and I saw miracles happen. I saw a young lady who had cerebral palsy get on the horse. Um, Beforehand she was walking with crutches and after her amazing treatment she screeched in glee while she sat on the horse's back. Um, She had a therapy treatment on the horse's back, got off and she was able to hold her mother's hand. She was able to walk holding her mother's hand and without crutches. And I wasn't a mother then. I was 22 years old at the time. And I saw miracles happen. And I said, I need to understand more about this. And uh, today being a mother, I understand how important that was for that mother to hold her mother, her daughter's hand. Um, it was incredible. And I wanted to find out more. And I did. I found out more about therapeutic riding and um, wound up going to Michigan um, to get certified to do this work that I do today and so many of us do today. That's incredible. And I think uh, it's going to be an apparent theme of this show is I'm going to get emotional and mushy all the time on the program. I guess <laughs> it started already and we're only get, just getting into this. It's it's that impact for me, um, aside from our friendship and that I love what the organization does, but it's the impact um, and, and our connection, as I mentioned, is through our family foundation and 
um, you know, we have a, a family member who who is uh, um, someone who rides over over at Horseability, and it's an incredibly special organization to us. Um, and I, I would say I talk a lot about impact and and adding value, and I I want to talk about that. I want to talk about you know that's the beginning, and that's where it started for you. But talk to me. I mean, Katie, nineteen ninety three is a while ago. You know, there's there's so much that's gone on. There's so much that's changed. I mean, it's you you make reference to. Uh, an acronym of words we used to use to, to describe certain things. And, and we've, you know, sort of gotten rid of a lot of that, which is, was appropriate. Um, so talk to me about the organization. Where, where are we as we sit here today in, in 2021? Sure. So before, before I even jump to that time, I just want to share one thing that I feel yeah. is so important. You know, I, I teach from LA college today, which is such a, you know, a, a dream and, and a pleasure. Um, I teach a course for them. And, you know, every time um, during my first class um, for each semester, I share with the students that, you know, as long as when somebody asks you to do something new or something different, just like somebody asked me to take that gym class, that horseback riding gym class, um, I I share with the the students, I tell them, if somebody asks you to try something new, as long as it's legal and safe, try it, do it, because you never know the word impact that you're saying, the impact that it's because if I didn't say yes to that class, who knows what would have happened? And because I did say yes to that class, look at what did happen. So I think that that is probably one of the most important lessons that I've ever learned in my life is try something new. Because I never would have known what would have happened and what could happen. And to, to trust the process of trying something new and the impact that it could have. You know, it's, I believe that, yes, you know, I I happen to be the proud founder of the organization, but it's because I said yes, because I said yes to that opportunity. And from that opportunity, so much has happened, like you said, and it was the start of forcibility. I went and got certified and came back and started the organization. And from that, we had our very first two students. Um, when I came back from getting certified, it was this time of year. I was in Michigan. I was in freezing cold Michigan this time of year. In a hoodie. Oh my goodness. Beyond a hoodie. I had about four of them on and still was freezing, but uh, well worth it. But um, yeah. And um, March of 1993, I came back and started Horseability. So it's going to be um, 28 years um, in March. And um since then, when I, when I returned, we started therapy. I started a therapeutic riding program. It was specific to those with special needs, and it was for the therapeutic riding program only. Um, but through the years, we realized that as um, the families came and brought their their childs with their family member, um, there were so many other family members. There were siblings that were sitting ringside watching their siblings do the therapy therapeutic riding session and what have you. And we realized that. You know, the siblings were always sitting ringside, always waiting for their other sibling, getting therapy treatments or getting doing different activities. So hey, I want to I want to interrupt you one second. We're going to yeah. we're going to jump to a quick break. I don't want to get stuck in the middle of that story because I know sure. it's going. So we're going to go to a quick break. This is Philanthropy and Focus. My guest is executive director and founder of Horseability. My buddy, my pal, Katie McGowan. We'll go to a quick break. We'll be back. I want to hear the story about the siblings as soon as we come back. Got it. Very cool. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? 
I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military and politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So, that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. That's right. Join me in my attic. We are in the attic right at the top of my house. Thank you, Uncle Brendan Levy and Damaged Goods for the song. Super fun, super exciting. And uh, my whole family was singing that song the other night. Katie, back to the story. Let's go. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Philanthropy in Focus. We were talking about the impact that you've made not only on the uh, the children and individuals with intellectual developmental disabilities, but what struck me, and I, I, I did some more research even after we spoke the other day about this, is what you've done for the siblings. So let's go back, because I know we were just talking about that before the break. Sure. So, you know, really what it is, where we were going with this is that the, um, the siblings were always sitting ringside watching their um, brother or sister in the ring getting a treatment session or a therapy session. So we, it's really about how the community has told us what they need and what the families have told us what they need. So we started a siblings program. So that way the siblings and the families can have bring both children and they can get um, a therapy treatment or a, um, a recreational ride. So the families can bring both children and have opportunity together. Um, so that, and that's been how Horseability has grown over the years is that the families have spoken and the families have shared with us what they need um, for for the community and for the families. So that's one of the other programs that has begun. Then um, from that, we also had the more involved child so or um, person. So we started a hypotherapy program, which is from uh, treatment from a PT, an OT or speech therapist. So that was another program that began. So over the years, our programs have had to grow based on what the families and the community have needed. So um, then also we've started pre-vocational programs for the, for the student that is aging out of school that might not be college bound, um, that needed to work on skills, daily living skills and um, vocational skills. So that's another program that we work on with young teens, um, young adults. Um, it's been wonderful how the, the families have been so open um, to discuss and to let us know what's needed. And at the farm, there's something here for everyone. Um, the, we utilize the farm um, environment and the animals, which are incredible. And those are um, the, the greatest um, treatment modality as well as treatment friends and partners for our participants um our animals are incredible later we have special guests which will we have a special guest i heard i'm excited we do it would be amazing um but we can't forget that without the animals um it's just like any other facility or treatment program the animals make it special they're the magic that make it all happen so the relationship and the connection with the animals so you know i i grew up watching horses but not exactly the same horses that are at uh, horse ability we spent a lot of years at belmont racetrack but my my question for you is obviously there's this whole physical and i looked up some more info on hypotherapy as well and this this physical the motion of, of the animal as well uh, that helps the individuals that, that the organization serves. But but what about the the emotional piece, that the emotional, and I, again, somebody like you who's so, who loves and cares about animals so much, talk to me about how you've seen 
uh, just some of the effect that people, maybe it's someone who, who's nonverbal or has some emotional challenges and things like that, and, and some of the reactions you've had from that type of experience. Well, animals are non-judgmental, and um, they have the ability to not... So, so somebody that has autism, for example, um, does not have the typical connection with a human. And when we have um, a judgment, because we are human, and we have um, body language or facial expression that is read, um, people can shut down from that um, because we're human. However, the animals don't have the ability to do that. So somebody that um, has autism or is on the spectrum of some kind um, will we'll detect that immediately in a person. But yet with the animals, because that's not present, they will connect much easily and quicker with and, and willingly with an animal that does not have that that component to them. So they connect so much quicker and so much easily with um, with the animal. And it, it truly is amazing. Um, it's a language that is between animals and people that is something that is to experience. That that's why, Tommy, when you come to the farm, you enjoy and love being here so much. It's, it's unspoken, but it's felt. Um, we also have um, an equine facilitated psychotherapy program here that we, again, the community has spoken um, because of everything that's going on with COVID now um, and the amazing workers of um, especially Northwell Health. Um, we started an equine facilitated program here for the, the amazing heroes of Northwell and everybody that's um, supporting the COVID um, pandemic right now that we have an equine facilitated mental health program here that we're running um, in support of all those that have been drained and um, and all the families that have lost loved ones and, and um, those that have been so affected by the impact of COVID-19. You know, like I, this is like when I have to bite my own tongue and sort of temper my enthusiasm because I'm like, Katie, I have like 15 people we got to talk about and get introduced to this <laughs> program. And it's like, that's not the scene right here, Tommy D. Like bring it back. But it, for me, it's, it's you know, I, I do some work. And in fact, next week um, on the show, Dr. Larry Grubler, who's the CEO of TSINY, Transitional Services for New York. Love you, Larry. Hope all's well. Um, they serve 4,000 individuals in the, in the five boroughs of New York City with some level of mental health uh, challenges. So, I, I you know, I can't imagine uh, the impact that the horses. And, and I will tell you this, like when I come out there, like I people who know me or <laughs> You're, you're 22 minutes into knowing me now if you didn't know me before. I am sort of a wild man. I get fired up. And when when I go out there, it's just a different scene. I just sort of like mellow out. There's like serenity with, with the animals. And um, and again, I guess it's it's your point. They're, they're non-judgmental. They're just there with you. And um, it, it's a special, special place. So it is a proven fact that it absolutely lowers um, our blood pressure to be around the horses. And that lends to another program. And that's Horse Ability for Heroes, which is um, we work with veterans. So that, like I said, there's something here for everyone. We also work with Alzheimer's clientele and patients and those that have dementia care. Um, and that will be. Um, I know that's a little secret, right? Where When we have a visitor, maybe. I mean, talk to me about that. Yeah. that yeah. We'll, we'll, so, we'll, we'll tease the audience a little bit. Tell me about that program. So we have a wonderful program that we it's a mobile program that we take um, miniature horses to facilities for those that have dementia care um, issues and um, unfortunately live with dementia that can't come to the farm because we do have different programs that um, facilities bring their patients and their residents here to the farm. But otherwise, those that can we bring the horses to them, um, which is quite Thing. So we have Pearl and Aiden, who are um, two amazing, you know, they're a dynamic team, and we bring them to the facilities, which is quite wonderful. So, and they're amazing. Um, but we also, you know, other programming that we offer that they go to schools as well, but we also have school programming here. We work with um, BOCES programs um, as well as different. Um, facilities come to us uh, on a regular basis, whether it be school programs or programs such as AHRC has their um, day habilitation programs here on our site. So, you know, one program, Tommy, that we might want to talk about after um, the next break is that we didn't talk about yet is our volunteer program, which is a tremendous amount of um, people that we, we house um, 
you know, so many programs here, but we have over 225 volunteers a week that join us. And there are people that are from 14 years up until about 85 years old that join us every week and bring so many different um, skills to us and interests in their own passions that come. And without those people, without our volunteers, the um, 300 plus clients that we work with every week could not be served and because we are a community-based organization. So they are the true heroes of our organization that help our program function. I do want to talk about that when we come back for the break, because, you know, you said when we were talking last week or earlier this week, we were catching up and, you know, I asked you about volunteers and, and because a lot of folks that are going to plug into this program, my expectation is are other nonprofit leaders or folks who have the, um, the focus and want to launch a nonprofit or strive to be a nonprofit leader. And you said, well, Tommy, it didn't start with 225 volunteers. It started, no. <laughs> right? And I'm going to tell you something else. I'm like, I'm really good at helping out and 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 volunteering for stuff. But I want to be, and you know, I'm not going to put you on the spot. You don't have to answer now. Um, but I want it when we're allowed to, and you know, I don't need a mask or whatever the rules are. I want to go out with the minis and and like go visit people with the minis because that's absolutely that is so that sounds like so much fun. And because you imagine Tommy D bringing the minis everywhere, I, I mean that I would might, be. I might need my own mini at the end of that. You know, I, I don't. That would be amazing. So, so when my kids are listening to this this evening, um, no, you're uh, not going to have a dog. You're going to have a uh, mini now. No dog, but maybe a mini. <laughs> so now my wife is listening, and now I'm in a lot of trouble because <laughs> I don't think we have room for a horse out in the yard. So can I keep, can I keep it at the farm if I get one? Absolutely. But you know what I always say to people, let our horses be your horses because they're a lot of work and we have them here. So come visit them as often as you'd like. So I don't have to have my own horse because I can sort of say you can have ours. I love that. That's great. Thank you. You just saved me a lot of heartache that I have to deal with over the weekend. So good. But see, it's selfish on my part because then we have you here more often. So there is a little MO there. That's fair enough. I can handle that. Listen, quid pro quo, it makes the world go around, you know, so it's not a bad deal. So, and I love coming visiting and I told you this the other day, if my dad's out there listening, uh, I got to get him out to the farm because it was, yeah, it's yeah. A, we'd love so, to have him. It's so up his alley and he's got the time now. And, and I think he'd have a lot of fun, fun with the horses for sure. Um, so before we, uh, we do step away in, into another break, I, when we come back, let's, let's focus on the volunteers. Um, and, uh, and really then there is one program I want to hear more about. And it's that pre-vocational program. If we, uh, if we yeah. can dive into that. So we're, we'll, we'll dive into that because I, I know the major, challenge um in the idd space is this whole aging out scenario yes um where you know these individuals they hit this age where there's no more programs so you know and and you know i'll just mention my cousin linda miss linda like crazy but linda passed a number of years ago but linda um linda worked in in uh in a couple of different stores and in cbs she worked in stop and shop and so she she had that uh, but not everybody in that space has that ability or uh, the ability to reward the opportunity, really, the the the, um, the outreach to connect with those types of things. So, so I definitely want to talk about that pre-vocational uh, piece when we come back. And what were you going to say, Katie? Like so, that. with the pre-vocational piece, Tommy, that's one great program we run, and, and it's also um, ties into our peer mentoring. But that also ties into for our not-for-profit leaders is something that I can't stress enough: is being a mentor and having a mentor. You know, so it it falls into all categories, whether you are a client, whether you're a not-for-profit leader, you know, wherever you fall on all of this, it's mentorship. Peer mentorship is so important. So that's something we definitely talk about. We're going to come right back on that. And I know that's critical for you. I know that's a big deal because I have my nose. All right. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, We'll be back. Tommy D, Philanthropy and Focus, Katie McGowan, Horse Ability. We'll see you in a couple minutes, guys. Thanks. Bye. You're listening to... Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Are you interested in having a better relationship with yourself, others, and God? Greetings. I'm your host, Dr. George Andow, for the show, A Journey Through Into Awareness. On my show, we journey into the awareness that the mind of God is the true seat of our personal consciousness. We join together each Monday at 7 p.m., so tune in on Talk Radio NYC. 
You know you have it, the potential for a more rewarding life, a life that matters. But how do you get there? The answer is in a best-selling book by the coach of the successful and wealthy, do you want me to Ken D. Foster. Do you want the me to courage to change everything, daily strategies and wisdom to awaken your hidden genius and transform your life. With this powerful yet amazingly simple daily guide, your future is in your hands. You will be empowered to unlock your potential, bring out your true gifts, increase your wealth, and take your life and business to a new level. Get your life-transforming copy of Ken D. Foster's The Courage to Change Everything by going to couragetochange.us. That's couragetochange.us. Quite frankly, there's no other book like this. Imagine what your life could be like if you had at your fingertips the success principles to create the life you've always wanted. Are you ready to live your dream? Go to couragetochange.us. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. That's where we are. We're in the attic. Join me. And uh, actually, Katie and I are having another guest join us shortly. Um, so for my friends who are just listening, you're going to miss out on some of the show here. So we'll try to uh, paint a picture for you. Katie, we have a, a guest coming in to visit with us. You sure do. He's coming right in. He'll be in just a moment. Very cool. So uh, we'll we'll get into that. Oh, who, who's that, Katie? Who's that coming in behind you? Here is our friend Aiden. What's up, Aiden? How are you, hey, bud? Aiden. And Aiden's specialty is he likes to join us inside. He's one of our, that we were just talking about that comes to um, Buddy. He um, goes to the assisted living facilities and he joins people bedside. Um, he goes on, he's amazing. He goes on elevators. He goes inside different facilities. He travels in a minivan. He is quite amazing. The mini goes in a minivan. The mini goes in a mini. I like that. It's he funny. does. He's quite amazing. That's he um he How is, old is he? Aiden is eleven. And, and how big like is there different like do they all kind of stay that same size? Yep, he is never going to grow any larger. Right. This is his full height and his um he, he's just going to always stay this size. So how did you get Aiden? How did he become part of horseability? So um we have um, a wonderful relationship with an organization called Personal Ponies who they breed their ponies specifically for the work that we do. So we are very, very fortunate to have this wonderful relationship with them. So we have um, two ponies. Uh, actually, we have four ponies from them at this point. That's that's just incredible. And what is the, um, when Aiden goes to visit, you said Aiden and I wrote down Pearl. Is that the Pearl. other? Yeah, Pearl's his buddy. They're best friends and they go together. And Pearl is outside. I wish we could be outside today. It's just so chilly that it's um, to travel with the. the I, I think all that is, is we have to do another episode from the farm, which I oh, don't, without I don't a doubt. technically I don't know how to do it, but that's uh, that's my buddy Sam's uh, way to figure out how we do yeah, all we'll that stuff. It. But we'll, we'll make that happen. Um, what is the reaction to the individuals in these assisted living facilities when, when Pearl and Aiden show up? I mean, go back to the emotional side like we talked about, but what what's it like? You know what's so incredible is that they are so intuitive and so instinctual as to what is needed. You know, they um, bring up the energy or bring down the energy as needed with the client or the person or the um, patient that they're working with. So, if there is somebody that is anxious, they know how to bring the anxiety down. If there's somebody that needs a little pick me up, they know how to bring up their energy. So it's um, they're so pretty with the patient that they're with. Uh, you know, it, it's just, I just commented over you there. It's just so special. I mean, you're, you're literally, and this is nonprofit to me and, and specifically your organization, changing the trajectory of somebody else's life experience that's critical and that's that's what i feel nonprofits do each and every day but um you know it, it's a listen we we all know it's been challenging last year or so but um it, everybody needs to pick me up you know even when it's not in the year 2020 it's it, you know these these animals they do a great thing that's so special katie i mean you know you dig what you do every day Right. I mean, that's that's a special way to be a special way to live your life. Right. 
And and how fortunate am I to be able to take the passion I have for animals and people and put them together and get to spend my days like that. I love that. Tommy, I'm going to let Aiden go back outside with Pearl because he misses her and she misses him when they're not together. So, all right, Aiden, I um, miss you too, buddy. I'll see you soon, all right, man? <laughs> and pass and walk to Jamie. Thanks, Jamie. Thanks. See you soon, Jamie. This is what we do here on Philanthropy and Focus, man. We Can you shut the door? bring horses on the show. That's what it's like here. Before Aiden popped by for a visit and before we took a break, we talked about the, the pre-Vogue side of things, but we also talked about the, the importance of mentorship. So I wonder if you could talk about mentorship and, and, and Katie, in your experience over all these years in nonprofit, how it relates to volunteerism as well. Sure, sure. So um, my, you know, when I first started, I, like I said, I had one volunteer and that was my dad. And then from that, um, I had kids at the barn who were incredible barn rats who wanted to be at the farm and they were supportive and helpful to the organization getting started. And my first um, five volunteers have become um, a gynecologist, teachers, PT, OT, um, and a special education teacher. So, I mean, it's quite amazing. You know how they um, and and a speech and language pathologist um, was one of my next um, set of volunteers. So I've had incredible young ladies who have really become very successful in their lifetime. Um, from you know from giving, we receive so much, and um, so many young people um, nowadays are seeking out it because it's the way of the world today of how we can be supportive, which is wonderful. And um, like I've said before, there's something here for everybody in horse ability. And um, there's so much to offer and so much to receive here. So whether you're 14 or you're 80, whether you're a retired teacher, whether you're a retired physician, a retired lawyer, um, you can always do something for a not-for-profit organization, especially ours, that is working with animals, working with children. In, we have educational programs. We have equine programs. You know, there's so much going on here. There's um, help that you could do in the office. So that leads back to the pre-vocational program that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. So we can support our um, clientele with um, learning skills of working in an office. They can learn how to answer phones, how to greet people, how to um, alphabetize is, is a huge something we need here. We need papers to be filed and alphabetized, work with our, in our business department, in our finance department. There's so many different things, whether you're um, working out in the barn, on the farm, whether you're janitorial work or you are doing landscaping. So there is so much opportunity in an environment that is understanding, that is caring and compassionate and wants everyone to be successful. So that is one of, um, th that's what's unique about horseability and that we send people off to the world that you're always welcome to come back, but we're sending you off with um, success, with feeling good about yourself, and, and one of our other mottos is that when you come here, you should leave here feeling better about yourself than when you did when you first got here. Yeah, I, I, I know it. Like I said earlier, I know it for sure. And I didn't even know there was this whole thing that you just mentioned about that. You know, um, I think you mentioned that being with the animals just brings our blood pressure down and things like that. I just thought I was I was enjoying it. I didn't realize it was there's chemically some stuff going on, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so so the other what, what you said there is your people are better off. I think, uh, you know. Isn't that what we're supposed to do anyhow as people, right? Um, improve those around us, make an impact and, and add value. But when when you talk about um, there's so much opportunity at the farm, you know, because of the nature of your business, there's so many things that people with varied abilities, forget disability, people have different abilities. And it's really that that I think, you know. It, it, somebody and it's and it's interest as well too right somebody might just want to be somebody like me wants to be in you know fanfare and in front of the room and and other people might want to you know be more office style work and and then these are skills though that these individuals whether they be again of varied abilities i mean i know people have left your organization and, and gone on to many different things and have d decided to stay close to this type of industry and gone to different industries and um when it comes to that, the mentor thing for you, tell me, because I know you have mentor, I have mentors in my life. Those of us who are always trying to elevate our performance and strive for that peak performance, put people around us to really help us out. So um, I know you're on, okay. 
So tell me, uh, tell me about why is mentorship been so important to you from a mentee perspective and from a mentor perspective? So I, I could never say enough how important the mentorship um, relationship is because first of all, we don't have all the answers. And when I was young, I was young when I started the organization and I thought I was supposed to have all the answers. Mm. You know, I thought I was. Um, and to find out from my, one of my first mentors that I wasn't supposed to have all the answers, it was such a relief. Um, and since then, I've had tremendous, fabulous mentors that have helped me as a person and the organization um, flourish. And, um, and I have tried um, in every way to, to give back to the, whether it be to the community or to the professionals that do the work that we do to give back. Um, I always say, if I could save you one mistake, cause you're going to make a million like I did um, that, that is, then I've done my work because it's so important to share the, what we know Um so that way we can always make sure that we're doing good work and we're sharing the um, know-how of how to do good work out there. We only want to turn out good work. And it doesn't only have to come from Horseville. We're like an octopus. If you learn it from here and you go and you start new programs and new organizations and, and we're the nucleus, fantastic. Or if we're one grain of it, fantastic. As long as you're doing good work out there, that's what's important. Whether it be a not-for-profit, whether it be an e-facilitated work, um, whatever it may be, um, but as long as it's good work and um, and and it's in the not-for-profit sector, that's fabulous. Um, that's wonderful. And always stay humble. So if you're asking for help and support um, and staying humble, then you're off to a great start. So. I think there's that piece there that I don't want that to go away too quickly there. If you're asking for help, you know, be humble. And it's that, you know, isn't that a major tenet of somebody who's going to be successful is be coachable. Be, if you're going to ask, be open, be, be willing to, um, you know, like personally, I, I know I only make mistakes every day, like every day. Um, and I, I, I totally feel what you're saying is like, I used to think as a younger person, like, I wasn't running an organization similar to yours, but I, in my life, I was like, I got to know all the answers. I have to know everything. And it even creeps into me to this day. Like I have to have all the answers, but it's, it, that's crazy. That's it. I don't know another way to say it. It's just not, it's not even realistic to have all mm-hmm. the answers. Um, and I think the, it's the, uh, you know, the old cliche, you know, be the, um, I don't want to use the word dumbest, but don't be the smartest mm-hmm. person in the room, you know, have Absolutely. people around you. And I'm all about yes. that, man. Cause I'm yes. like, there's certain things like I am like really freaking good at. And then there's everything else. There's like three or four things like I'm really good at. And then like, there's like thousands and millions of things I, I I'm not good at. So put people around you. And I'm sure, you know, and maybe we can talk about this when we come back from a break in a couple of minutes, but team is, is critical. And I've, I've hung out with your team a bunch. And, and I, I mean, the fact that after the first time we met, you invited me in to speak in front of your team. Like, how cool was that? Like, I was totally like, talk about stepping into sort of uncomfortability. And I was like, dude, I'm just your friend. Like, I'm your buddy. I'm Tommy Dave. But you were like, no, I, I want you to like do this thing. And um, I know, um, I know you're big on making sure people are in the right seat on the bus, as they say, and, and uh, maybe they're not. So we move them around the bus. Um, so that, that to me is you don't have to have all the answers when you ask for help, be willing to accept that help. These are the, the big takeaways that, that I'm really hearing from you today. So when we come back, I don't know how time is flying by Katie. No, but it is. So when we come back, uh, I want to really hear about going forward. And it's apparent that we're going to have to have this meeting a second time because there's just not enough time to get through everything. But I want to hear about where we're going as horseability, who are some of the collaborative partners you're working with, and who do you want to collab with? So we'll do that in just about a minute or two, folks. We're going to go to another quick break. and It'll be Tommy D and Katie back on the show. Talk to you soon. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? 
Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So come through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. I love that little echo they put on the end of the song there. That's so fun for me. So, uh, Uncle Brandon, you're, I'm your biggest fan. So thanks for uh, putting that together. What a heck of a birthday present I got this week with that jingle. Can't wait for the rest of the lyrics. So we are in my attic. We're in Tommy's attic, right on the top of my house. That's where attics usually are. And today visiting with me is my buddy, Katie McGowan. Katie, I don't know how the time is flying by. So uh, you want to come back next week? Um, <laughs> so let's jump right into what we wanted to talk about. Tell me about... Because what's important to me, we talk about on the nonprofit sector connector. I want to bring the pieces together and move the pieces around the board. The collaborative partners. You mentioned by name, you mentioned AHRC. But are there other – tell me who – and I had a list from our conversation earlier this week. But who do you want to meet with and who can – you know, the people who are listening, if they work with other organizations um, or they're on the board of another organization – Tell me about that. Who who really can you impact and, and where there'll be that that symbiotic relationship? So, you know, without specifically talking about any individual or organization specifically, um, I would say, you know, what we who and what we love to um connect with our other not-for-profits, um, because it really is wonderful to make um the synergy happen um, between two not-for-profits and donors love that their dollar, their $1 now helps two organizations. So that is really terrific for us when we can work with other not-for-profits and also um, mentor each other, you know, peer mentor each other through, um, you know, especially like the pandemic that we're going through and this, this, you know, complete debacle that we're all in right now. Um, so it's, it's not, I, I wouldn't sit here and rattle off names and organizations and oh, so on. I, fair enough. But tell me like, so what do they look like? Is it, you know, is it. So edu- yeah. ed- educational facilities, mental health um, okay. facilities. Um, yeah, that's, that's who, um, but there's, again, there's not, there's no um, population that horseability hasn't come across that we can help, you know, veterans. Yep education, the um, dementia care components, any um, addiction, eating disorders, you know. Across the board. Across the board. Yeah, I'm just from from our earlier conversation earlier this week, you know, we talked similarly to school districts, uh, different types of institutional organizations, Mm -hmm. the Boy Scouts, the Girl Scouts, school programs. Um, We talked about folks who are aging out. And and then this quote that I wrote that we've said a couple of times here today, but there's something here for everyone. There's something at the farm for everyone. And I, um, I'm not sure what I'm allowed to share or not share, but I'm going to share this in the chat. My my producer, Sam Leibowitz and I are chatting back and forth and uh, field trip 
for Talk Radio NYC to horseability when 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 we can. Yeah. So that's all happening. So Sam, it's out there now. It's in the universe. We connected to the universe, so it's it's happening. So we love having guests at the farm because it's experiencing the farm says it all. And the more that people can experience coming to the farm, the better. You know, there's something here for everyone is what we always say. And we always say share the gift of horses. And the other thing is let horses bring the best, bring out the best in you. You know, and that is really the truth here at Horseability. Horses bring out the best in everyone. So, um, so talk to me if we can, again, we didn't get to cover a lot. So, so there's so much more to cover. We could go on and on. Go, no, like literally we could go for three <laughs> hours and we'd still be like, we're not finished. But, but I, first time we ever met, I came out there on the Kennedy Lou Foundation. I never met you before. And we talked for two hours. I know. Right? And then I'm leaving. It was one of those deals where I'm leaving. We're on the stoop and we talk for another 20 minutes. <laughs> it, was, it was that kind of deal. So, so, so that's good. Talk to me like when you look and I know you're big on, on vision and looking mm-hmm. forward. I know that because I, and we joked the other day, you know, I've been in your office where you have like Q1, Q2 and mm-hmm. where do you see you, you, you've made an incredible impact your organization. And I know you're about team. So it's not just the Katie show. It's the entire organization that has made an incredible impact. Where do you go? What is kind of the next, the future? And, you know, not just the one year, but the three year kind of what, where does so, you go? So it's amazing that you, you're asking that because you know, yesterday I was just on the phone with um, my mentor from California, and um, we just set our Q1 um, meetings because we have to set, you know, now that it's um, we're still in this pandemic, we have to redo our strategic planning. Or, you know, we have a, a long term and a short term. So we just so I can give us a shout out to after 25 years, we were able to build our indoor arena, which was a dream come true. And that's incredible. So that is, um, if I could say, you know, like stay the course, have the passion, have the vision, stay the course and trust the process because it will happen if it's meant to be. And after 25 years, we were able to build an amazing game-changing indoor arena for ourselves. Why did and, it change the game, Katie? Because I, I, I think I know, but what was what was the need there? Sure, because um, first of all, now we're, we've always bundled up in this weather and we're outside anyway. However, it's freezing out there. (laughs) And um, so now it's um, our clientele doesn't have to um, take off for the winter if they are um, sensitive to the weather. Our volunteers don't, you know, they're, they're more apt to come because it's not so cold indoors and um, rain. We could be indoors with rain and so on. So our school programs don't have to cancel. Everything is consistent now. And with our clients, it needs to be consistent. So it's um it's wonderful. So it is a complete game changer due to consistency and fluidity. Um, so that's wonderful. So this is our third winter now in the indoor arena, which is wonderful. It's tremendous. I've been in that arena. It is absolutely true. How big is it? It's um eighty by two hundred. And then we had a wonderful we had a wonderful donor, um, Michael Dub, who donated a um um viewing room, a family viewing room and classroom on the end of it. So it's fantastic. So we're very fortunate to have that as well. And um, so so that's one thing. And then the other thing is that um, we have to stick to our mission no matter what. And that is my, um, like my personal claim to my own like success is sticking to our mission. That has always been what my mentors have said to me, stick to your mission. Don't veer from it. No matter what, there could be variations of your mission, but stick to my mission. So for this year, it's, it's sticking to our mission, but now we are elaborating on our mental health component of our programming, um, because that's what's needed. Again, we've always listened to the community. To the community's needs and right now it's really truly focusing on the mental health component of the organization that's what's needed with what's going on and the climate of this um, world and the environment we're living in you know look i don't ever and there are certain things that have happened in a positive light because of i don't even want to say it that way as a result of there being a global pandemic certain things have happened and even in my own personal life that that are beneficial um i'm never giving any props or credit to to a global pandemic but i will say things have, have happened and if we're going to have the ability to to make an impact and end the stigma on mental health because it's now it's so many more people it's apparent it's out there and i i know in other organizations i, I work with we talk a lot about ending that stigma but if that's some kind of advantage that came out of this okay not mm-hmm. 
not mm-hmm. terrible. And I, I want to, next time you and I get together and we should record that conversation, it'll probably be three hours, but we should, <laughs> next time we get together, because we're just about to, to draw this meeting to a close. Um, I want to make sure we, we focus on, on bringing together some of those collaborative partners specifically in that case. So, all right, I want to close with this, Katie, anything you can tell me, how does somebody find out more about horseability? How do they follow you? How do they get to your social media, things like that? Sure. They can always go to our website. That's the the first um, thing. And that's um, www.horseability.org. The other is um, that they can go to, we are on, um, um, Facebook and Instagram at Horseability. Okay. We also have Twitter at Horseability. And Aiden and Pearl, who you just met, um, Aiden, is at Aiden and Pearl. There are many. They, they, have, they have their own Facebook and Instagram accounts. Which is I'll, I'll make sure. I'll, I'll compile all that, listeners. It'll it'll be shared in my social media. and make sure you get all that. Perfect. I, I, I got to bring this to a, to a close. Katie, I can't say thank you enough for being part of my first program. Tommy, thank you. I'm thank honored. You. I, I, it's so cool. Really? Ladies and gentlemen, I just thank you for being here, Katie. Here's what I'm going to close with really quick. Next Monday, um, next Monday, January 11th, is the applications go live for the New York City Imagine Awards. So if you have an organization that's serving the five boroughs in New York City on the nonprofit side, connect with me. Instagram, TommyD.NYC. My LinkedIn is Tommy Demisa. That's my real name, Demisa, D-I-M-I-S-A. And uh, the email is TommyD at philanthropyinfocus.com. Dot com. Focus is spelled P-H-O-C-U-S. I didn't tell you that up front because I like alliteration and it looks funny. So tell your friends to come back. Check us out in the attic. Thank yous to Sam Leibowitz, Stephen Fry. He's always been got in, in my corner when it comes to this program. Brendan Levy, Damage Goods, my entire family. Stay tuned for my buddy, Stephen Fry. It's always Friday, followed by the Entrepreneurial Web at noon, followed by Wise Content Creates Wealth from uh, from 1 to 2. All here, talkradio.myc. Your buddy, Tommy D. Have an incredible day. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you, Katie. Thank you. Appreciate you. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military and politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So, that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. you listeners looking to boost your business why not advertise on talk radio nyc with very reasonable rates interested simply send us a message on our website talkradio.nyc are you a small business trying to navigate the covid19 related employment laws Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, Employment Law Business Law Attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. 
listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.